What do you do with an arts degree? I'm still not sure I know I skipped three years worth of lectures Just to binge watch awful shows There must be some scholarship For accruing worthless knowledge It's my only talent, honey That and losing money your excess hex debt rest and then just join us while we start on our bachelor bachelor hello and welcome back to the bachelor of hearts podcast a brand new Bachelor Australia podcast from current Bachelor and future Bachelor of Arts, Xavier Abetsky Noonan. Hi, that's me. And uh, joining me, as always, is current Bachelor of Arts and former Bachelor, Max Quinn. Xavier. Uh-huh. Nice intro. Oh, thank you. <laughs> we did it. We did it again. We did it again. It's just so nice to be able to have an intro, have a really intimate moment like that, and then be able to reflect back immediately on the quality of the intro. <laughs> That's right. And can I just say, congratulations to us, because that's a hat trick. That's three perfect intros in a row. Oh my God, we've done it. I am so happy. Should we sign off now? Uh, Yeah, let's quit while we're ahead. Thank you guys so much for joining us. This has Um, been the Bachelor of Hearts podcast, a new Bachelor of Australia podcast from Cameron Bachelor. It's been great. Please give us five stars on iTunes. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Max, before we get into the show today, and and we will, um, because there's a a fucking lot to talk about. Um, But first of all, actually, I have some news. I wanted to tell you. Um, I've got a date. Whoa, Zavi. Yeah, I've got, I'm really excited. I've got a date coming up. I'm super excited. I think it's going to be great. Um, what kind of date you ask? Well, Max, I've got the date that I will be graduating. <laughs> yes, you heard it. That's right. The 8th of November. It's coming up soon and I'm going to get my little framed piece of paper. Okay, so for season two of the Bachelor of Hearts podcast, yeah. we're going to have to modify the intro a little bit. Yeah, that's true. Actually, you're right. And it's if it's clunky, if it seems clunky now, um, it's going to be even more confusing, I think, because we won't have that sort of sim- asymmetry, you know? We're both we're gonna both be in the same boat at that point. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be uh, former future Bachelor of Arts Xavier Rebetsky <laughs> Noonan. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, maybe I should get a um, get in a relationship as well because then I'll be like a former future a former uh, Bachelor. Ugh, that's that's bad. We'll iron this out <laughs> off mic. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll come back to it. Um, but yeah, eighth of November. So guys, um, send your roses. <laughs> yeah, the uh, official Bachelor of Arts confirmation rose, graduating something. Yeah, uh, sponsored by Manulog. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> wow, congratulations! That's such good news. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about it. Um. Uh. Yeah, we don't have to talk, we don't have to talk about it too much. But at that point, I will be a Bachelor of Arts, and that's great. Yeah, um, and then you'll be actually qualified to talk on this podcast, um, you know, whereas currently you are, you're talking without the level of expertise on a myriad of uh, shitty, useless topics that I happen to possess uh, and have possessed for a number of years. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, right now I'm in the Bachelor of Hearts internship program. <laughs> where, like, I'm not fully trained. Um, yeah. But, you know, I'm You're getting... on probation. Watch out. Okay. Oh, jeez. All right. Well, ooh, uh, I mean, maybe we should just get into the podcast. Let's then. just do the show. Okay. Um, uh, what do we want to do? Do we want to talk about some... T- I mean, this it's such a big week 
for The Bachelor this week. Uh, I, I know this is a podcast about The Australian Bachelor, but there have also been a lot of things happening in the US uh, series that I also follow. It just means that my entire week has basically been comprised of me catching up on all these shows. We saw the finale of Bachelorette US. We saw the season premiere of Bachelor in Paradise. Um, yeah, I don't want to linger on it too much, but like people deserve to... Uh, know that there are some interesting things happening. Um, Robbie got new teeth. Did you see his chompers? No, I didn't see that. Oh, man. Okay, so if, if you haven't seen the After the Final... Maybe we are going a little too off topic here, but if you, <laughs> if you want to track down the After the Final Rose episode of Bachelorette US and watch Robbie's new chompers in action... Oh, my God. Can we uh, can we uh, tweet out a link to that, please? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'll track something down. I'll, uh, I'll let people know. I'll put it in the description of this episode. At BOHpod is where you can find us on Twitter. Yeah, that's right. Hey, thank you for the saying that. There's no worries. Um, hey, let's talk about this episode. Yeah, Actually, okay, these yeah. two episodes. Two episodes this week. This is what I'm talking about. There's so much going on. Um, so yeah, we, we should get right into it. Um, do we want to just like talk about the first episode and then talk about the second episode? I think that we should firstly start by paying our respects to the dearly departed. Um, yes. Yeah, we did that last time. I think uh, it's a good, respectful way to just get that off our chest. Um, we say goodbye to five women this week. So sad. So sad and such huge numbers. They're really like they're really burning through them. They're culling. I feel like to fit two seasons of The Bachelor, uh, or Bachelor and Bachelorette in on Channel 10's schedule and Survivor coming soon in August. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, I think they've got to burn through it at a bit of a uh, a bit of a quicker pace. I guess so. Yeah. Um, so this week we say goodbye to Janie, Tiffany, Tallina, Tal. Tliner No longer matters Sophie and Marja So sad So sad I'm surprised by some of the people we sent home this week I think we'll talk about it a little bit more As we get down the the line of these episodes Um, But yeah, some some people that I really expected to stick around a little bit longer um, Have gone And some people that I really expected to leave earlier Are are still uh, still sticking around Alright, so who are you sad about? Um I got to say, as much as she, I found her a little bit grating, I, I wouldn't have minded seeing a bit more from Janie. She was an interesting character, and I'm sad that she got sent home before the Cinderella episode. Yeah. That's Seems what... like a cruel fate. Yeah, totally. So, yeah. So, we have this, like, ballroom dancing date uh, late, later on in this, uh, uh, you know, on the second episode from this week, um, where everyone's wearing beautiful dresses and uh, ball gowns and all this stuff. And, yeah, that, that seems so up her alley, and she didn't get to, uh, she didn't get to check it out, but... Um, yeah, and, and also I think Tiffany like really seemed to have some actual um, vibes with Richie pretty early on. Like they had that uh, um, the planking competition together. That's true. She did get a rose on the very first date from the. She was the first rose. Yeah, um, it was a gone. surprise. And um, from a uh, from a show perspective, I'm a little bit disappointed to lose Sophie as well because she was forming as a really good narrator. I thought of this show. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, and then also we, um, Marja, who was your your pick for the winner? Yeah, she was, she your... was initially my winner pick. Um, I think uh, yeah, in that episode, I was tossing up between Marja and Megan, and Marja seemed to be really fun and great, but we just didn't see any of her, and it was a strange editing decision. Mm. But it did seem like once she was introduced in that montage of women in the first episode, and then got one confessional between now and then, she wasn't long for this world. So it's a shame that we lost Marja, but I also feel like we didn't really get to know her that well. Sophie, I would yeah, say I we were steadily like. We, we, Sophie, we were building to an edit. It was really interesting. Like we'd heard from her consistently more over the course of four episodes, and then she's gone. Yeah, yeah. I'm sad that we lost her. Uh, Talina, Talina. Who cares? Tiffany. Mm. We didn't hear anything from past the first episode. Um, I will say we have now lost all but two of our brunettes. 
Yeah, yep. Um, the pattern continues. I think Richie confirmed in an interview this week um, that he has got a bit of a, th- a soft spot for blondes, um, as if he wow. needed to. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the truth is out there. Um, yeah, I've been doing a bit of reading up this week. I've been doing my readings um, on on some of the stuff that's being thrown around in the bloids. Um, yep. Some of it's some of it's gumph. Some of it's real garbage. Um, but there are a few interesting things. Actually, I had a bombshell that I wanted to drop on you, Max, because I don't know if you um, saw or heard about this. Um, Megan, one of one of the contestants on the show this season, um, yes. it was revealed this week that she was brought up in what seems to be like a religious cult. Okay. Um, she was married at 18 years of age, um, divorced oh, at 22. Man. Wow. Uh, and uh, yeah, according to um, the very spurious Daily Telegraph, um, her strict religion forbade alcohol, bikinis, nightclubs, uh, and she didn't watch TV or movies until she left the church. Okay, so she was, uh, what's the, the one where they speak Pennsylvania Dutch, um, and there's a whole series of TV shows that I've watched about them. You mean uh, Amish? Yes, Amish. Breaking yeah. Amish, yeah. Have you ever seen Breaking Amish? No, I haven't seen Breaking Amish. Oh my God, can I recommend Breaking Breaking Amish to everybody who is listening to this podcast? It is an incredible TV series. Let me me just drift off topic for a second. Are we talking reality here? Yeah, it's a reality TV series um, aired on uh, TLC, the Lifestyle Channel in the US. Mm -hmm. And uh, they get six Amish kids um, and then they make them leave the Amish community because they turn 18. And when they turn 18, they get an opportunity to, or maybe it's 21, they get an opportunity to leave the Amish for six months and then decide whether or not they want it. Yeah, Rumspringer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so these people are put on a reality show and sent to New York of all places um, where they experience things like power and running water and all that kind of stuff for the first time. But then there are all of these... Yeah, it's all on TV and it's like all of these crazy themes of like witchcraft and incest and absurd things that run throughout it as well. So it's like this perfect mismatch of like, uh, you know, watching these people and really feeling emotional as they experience things that we take for granted every day and then feeling that they're so fucking weird and like that their community is so strange and I don't understand it. But then you fall in love with some of like the mother of one of the characters who's this beautiful soul, Mm. um, you know, uh, who just wants the best for her son. And maybe that is leaving the Amish and she's not sure if she's happy within the Amish. And it's like, it's just, it's, yeah, it's an excellent show that went for Three or four seasons, um, two of them with uh, the same cast, and then some other people who sort of drift in and out of three or four seasons. One season they go to LA. It's really good. Um, so Megan potentially uh, was raised in the Amish. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. God, it's really that's fascinating. I'm going to have to track down that show. Just imagine like your first taste of the world outside of that quite like um, you know uh, uh, segmented community, like that that very individualistic sort of lifestyle having that be the world of reality TV and producers and that kind of thing, you would think that those people are like going to get exploited much worse than anybody else because they don't know the way that reality TV as a system operates. Sure, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I'd be fascinated to track that down. Yeah. Um, and Megan, you know, imagine her first uh, experience then being Richie. Yeah, yeah, You know, she's yeah, exactly. just come out, she's fresh out of this, uh, this cult. How old is she? 27 maybe? So she's been Something out for a few like years. I guess that yeah. explains her love for the outdoors and why she's like kind of a bikini babe and uh, that kind of stuff as well. Maybe. I mean, we don't get the sense that she was like, she was like in a bunker or something. Like it's not like a Kimmy <laughs> Schmidt situation necessarily. Um, but yeah, like, y- you know, like uh, you can understand her having like a real lust for life and wanting to go out there and grab opportunities and stuff like that. Totally. Um, so the, I almost feel like the kind of platitudes that you hear from contestants on this show might actually be like quite genuine coming from Megan as a result of that kind of an experience. And that's true. I don't yeah. know. I've never been in that position myself, but like mm. you, you've got to think that um, like 
yeah, want, wanting an adventure and wanting to try something new and all these things that people just like spout on and on about. Um, it, it's like actually kind of quite a real thing for her. Yeah, and that's really interesting because I was uh, live tweeting the episode from at BOH Pod uh, on Wednesday night when Megan and Richie had their single date, and I was thinking, "Fuck, she is boring. She is mm. so boring." But maybe it's because she hasn't had the kind of life experiences that lots of people who are twenty-seven have had, you know. Mm. Um, mm. And maybe, like, I mean, I don't doubt that you can be in a religious cult and still be an interesting and developed person with lots of cool personality quirks. But at the same time, maybe she is. Maybe she's just a boring lady. But it does put uh, a little bit of an interesting contextual spin on why Megan potentially is the way that she is. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, how mm. about we get into that date? Because that's the first thing that happened uh, on episode three, the first episode that aired this week. Um, absolutely. We'll really get into it chronologically. So, um, so Osher comes out. He greets the girls with a single date card, which declares that love is in the air. Woohoo! And uh, and with that, Megan is whisked away to an unnamed beach. Um, we we see Kira, um, at the villain of the series, uh, is intercut. She's saying, "I don't know Megan that well, but I don't know if they will potentially have a future together." Um, I don't know how soon we get to talk about Kira. Kira is a big topic uh, right now. But let, no, let's go in on, on this date. Let's, yeah, let's go in on the date. We mm. can save Kira discussion for the like finite Kira moments because there are quite a few really definitive things that she said over the course of these episodes. Yeah, for sure. So at the beach, a crane is suspending a glass platform way above a cliff edge, um, and it comes equipped with a love seat. Uh, it's decorated with flowers. There's mimosas. Uh, and it is, as Megan says, kind of romantic, but also kind of terrifying. Because um, they are basically... I mean, they're, they're hooked in. They've got, um, they've got harnesses in. on. Yeah. Um, there's hooks and wires poking out of their shirts, like really obviously, which is quite funny. Yep. Um, I like marionettes. This- yeah, yeah. I, I like this because Richie, by trade, is a rope access technician. So this is a piece of piss for him. Um, but Megan seems a little bit freaked out. Um, I, I guess, you know, she's the mermaid, right? She get, she at least yeah. gets a pretty good view of her, like, ocean home. Uh, man, like, if this was me, I would be like, fuck that. Yeah. yeah. I, like, I quit at that point. I'd, this is like, a nightmare for me. I've had nightmares absurd. like this. absurd. Can you, like, it's like being on a glass-bottom boat in the sky except like strung by a wire as if you were some sort of like a uh, religious marionette. The, the idea of trying to be romantic in a situation like that is horrifying. Yeah, it's weird that they put these people in situations like this that kind of are like not conducive to having a romantic experience. Exactly. It seems to be like, hey, try and be romantic while this is happening. <laughs> you know? Like if your love can survive this, it can survive anything. But I guess the purpose of a date, you know, is to get to know each other. And it is an interesting way for someone to get to know you if you are suspended above the ground on a glass bottom boat in the sky. Yeah. And I guess like, um, you know, Megan and Richie have spent a little bit of time together. So I think maybe Richie feels like he already gets a vibe from Megan, or like uh, uh, of the Megan when she's comfortable, when she's like sort of being herself. And so I, maybe he just wants to see how she responds to this situation that's like true be, being more afraid not being on top of everything yep um, um plus also like prime uh, opportunity if you wanted to like be under it and look up her skirt or something like that because there is absolutely nothing can you imagine how scary wait, that what? Would be? if he jumped off is that what you mean uh, yeah kind of thing if he just wanted it like a bit of a, a a look or does she get put up there first i don't know so the two of them sit there and they talk about the importance of adventure. I think they are pretty transparently trying to just kind of justify this weird date. 
Sure. Um, it's also worth mentioning that Megan was the second out of the limo after Nikki, who was the first one that he took on a date. So it kind of seems like Richie's just kind of going down the list. Yeah, it's true. I wonder who was three uh, and whether they've already been kicked off yet and whether we can keep track of this. Yeah, I wonder. We'll, we'll, keep, we'll keep an eye on it. Um, meanwhile, the... Um, oh, yeah. Okay, so they have some time together in a house after that. Yep. Uh, they, uh, R- Richie points out that there are so many things to look at around here. <laughs> Um, it's a it's a very it's a very dull chat. Um, they're they're talking about using words and actions to keep a relationship fresh. Um, they are so boring. It's very very boring. But they they are on the same page. So Richie gives Megan a rose, um, and then a shocker. The the previews all build up to this moment where Richie leans in for a kiss and Megan pulls away. And, and then oh no, she's missed her moment for about thirty seconds. And then uh, she goes back in. Yeah, exactly. Me, well, yeah, so they talk... <laughs> Megan's like, oh, uh, uh, my partner's got to like nature because I'm a mermaid, remember? And then mm. uh, Richie goes, oh, yeah, I like that stuff. And then Richie kisses her and the music swells and it's really romantic, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> I like that stuff. Yeah. He's just like, he's so... He's like your dad. He talks yeah. like the way that your dad talks, you know what I mean? Not yours specifically, Xavier, but just like... I feel like I might have made this point on a previous podcast, one of the previous two that we've done, but he's very mm-hmm. like, yes... Well, I like that stuff. Now we yes. will continue to the the makeout session of the date. Yes, and uh, we'll feel some closure if we uh, <laughs> if we put our mouths together in such a way, <laughs> in such a fashion. Um, I believe it will release some endorphins. Yes, uh, and uh, well, they'll probably play some nice music in the background. <laughs> um, so that's that single date. I don't know. Wait, uh, wait, 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 wait! No, no, you've missed the most important thing that happens here. Wait, have I? Yes, he pulls away from that kiss, and then he says, "Nice kiss." <laughs> really? Yes, did you miss this? <laughs> I guess I didn't I didn't notice. He Richie is just like rating the quality of every kiss. So <laughs> he's like, hmm, that's a, probably a, a satisfactory, maybe like a light six. Uh maybe, truly, uh, like I don't I don't understand. He just like went straight away, like he pulled out and then was like, nice kiss. Which <laughs> wow. is the second time that he has said this to a woman on this show. He's yeah, I've heard away that before. And said, nice kiss. I don't know if you are the sort of person who then rates the quality of every kiss. I don't know, like, I just... Or every I, experience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a pretty good hug. Thanks for that. Um, yes. well, thank you for that colonoscopy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's next week's date with Megan. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, boy. And she's like, I like this kind of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, this, yeah. It's important that my uh, my partner is uh, interested in this type of thing. <laughs> um, all right, should we go on to the group date? Uh, we should, but not before we check in. Just one last time, uh, where Megan says that she is a very passionate person, uh, and then closes her eyes mm. uh, and just says nothing of importance. Yeah, yeah. You can um, tell how passionate a person is by how passionate they describe themselves to be. Yeah, you and know? how often they mention that they're passionate. It's yeah. absolutely true. She didn't mention what she was really passionate about, but it is important mm, that her partner yeah. shares those passions. You know, the details aren't so much. You know, it's not really what being passionate's about. It's no, more just a right. general verb. You know. <laughs> All right, so we have a group date, uh, and it's a it's a roller derby date, which I, I find quite. And one thing I wanted to point out actually is like, there's all these dangerous dates. Like, I think they're really trying to give Richie some edge. Like, we'll, 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 uh, there's motorbikes on the last episode, and then we got mm. like cliff faces. We we see some actual like mouth guards on this episode. It's yeah. really interesting to me, like, because Richie is a bit of a, a wallflower. 
Um, it's it's fun that they're trying to sort of give him a bit more spark. Do you reckon? Do you reckon that's what's happening? I think that's probably what's happening. You know what I mean? You've got to make him appear a little bit edgy mm. uh, to sell him somewhat to some of these girls who aren't sure if they want to have a relationship with him yet. Who I mean, some of these girls are named Alex and Kira, and definitely want to have a relationship with him. But imagine being like, uh, was Marja on this date? I'm pretty sure she was. Yeah, I think so. She was in the background somewhere. Yeah, like imagine being her and thinking, I don't know if I definitely want this. Yeah, I, I guess like so. a bad boy. Yeah, yeah. My boy's well, yeah, got to have a little bit of edge. He's got to take me on a roller derby date. I will say though, he barely is involved in this date at all. Fucking nothing at all. Yeah. Um. So okay, so let's talk about it. Uh. Uh. The the Sydney Roller Derby League uh, stirring up some excitement for this uh, roller derby date. Uh. And the, as does the prospect of a VIP street party with Richie for the winning Woo-hoo. team. Um, so that seems pretty cool. They're separated yep. off into two teams. They pick their names. Um, uh, the Crushers versus Bangers and Smash. Now, Bangers and Smash shows some creativity. And That's if decent. I am Richie, I want to date someone from that team. Oh, at, at least uh, above the, the Crushers. At this point, I am writing off the Crushers. Unless it's a pun on like they've got a crush on Richie. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I didn't even consider that up until right this moment, but mm. like it doesn't show really that much creativity at all. And I will say that Bangers and Smash, really not very bachelory seeming. What's your uh, roller derby name, Xavi? Oh, fuck. I should have thought about this, shouldn't I? Um, <laughs> I had a good DJ name last time. Yeah. Um, my roller derby name, uh, Destructo. It's <laughs> awful. I've got nothing. <laughs> no, you've so got bad. one. What's yours? Uh, mine's Kate Mosk. Yeah, that's great. Wait, Kate Mosk? Yeah. How come? Uh, well, Kate Moss is a person, and a mosque is a uh, religious thing. They're puns. I put them together. Okay. Yeah, it was, you know, it's fine. I believe you. You and got a faith from, from Osha Osha. Yeah, about yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, follow us on Twitter. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so Kira, Kira the villain, she's whinging about how she's a princess. She doesn't like to do that type of stuff. Um, I have a quote from her. She says, any girl that says she likes sport is lying. How could you even be interested in that? I don't get it. Can we talk about Kira? Yeah, we can talk about Kira. So I've got a bone to pick with Kira. It's the same bone I've been picking for a while. She's the producer's pick. She's the, she's, she's the villain. But the thing is, she's not just getting like a villain edit. She's not being made out to seem like mean. She's definitely all in on playing that role. Absolutely. Um, and, and that's okay. Like there, there are plenty of good villains in bachelor history, um, or, or at least like entertaining villains who like are playing that role and, but still inject it with enough life and energy that, you know, it, it keeps things interesting and keeps things dramatic. But Kira's whole deal seems to be just shitting on everything. It does. It's, and it's, it's not cute. You know, it's, it's she's coming off as boring as batshit. I really just want her out of the show. Um, I don't know if she's a fan favorite or not, but I, I really find it kind of hard to believe that, um, that anyone's really pulling for her. Um, cause it's just dull. Like it gets old. Well, let's check in on the love leaderboard, uh, which will oh, yeah. tell us exactly how many people, are. so this is on channel 10's bachelor website on channel 10's bachelor website. Um, so the love leaderboard is, uh, kind of all over the place. Uh, yep. Kira has a 3% rating. Right. Uh, the leader is Elena at 38%. We've right. also got uh, big winners, uh, Megan and Alex in there as well, who comprise most of the votes. Nikki's sitting on 5%, Faith's on 5%, uh, and then we're into the dregs of Kira, Noni, Sasha, yeah. uh, Kiki, Georgia, who has 0% and is the only one with 0%. Oh, Rachel has 0% as well. Wow, yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that reflects basically how I feel like everyone's kind of going as well. And how the edit is gone, but it is interesting that 
Kiki or Kira rather has received such a significant edit and no one is really vibing her, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, she's most of the show. It's kind of like, not to talk about the US Bachelorette again, but like Chad in the first few episodes of uh, this most recent season. Yes. Um, absolutely dominating the show. Like the show is about him or, or in Kira's case, her. Yes. Um, but yet like really not garnering that much support. No, see, kind of Chad for the first two episodes was interesting in the US Bachelor, uh, Bachelorette and uh, kind of like at the very least was compelling in, in his Well, he viewing. was being subversive. He was, he was, he was, when he wasn't just playing a pretty standard bachelorette villain, yes. he was, he was talking about issues that people have with the show. Yes. He was talking about how like it is, it is fake to go in and pretend that you're immediately in love with the, the person who's winning or whatever. Yeah. But you know, obviously he's a, he's a dangerous wreck who, you know, doesn't deserve to be promoted on any kind of TV or podcast, but this is true. Um, uh, but yeah, I just wish, I don't wish Kira was more like Chad. That's the last thing I want. But yeah. I wish that she um, was taking the opportunity, like she's getting so much screen time. She's really not doing very much with it. She's kind yeah, of just she winding. is disastrously one note. What you said about her shitting all over everything is completely true. And she's not even the person who came in advertising herself to have diarrhea. Um, <laughs> she's the, per- actually, I should mention, I, I remembered this the other day. She's the one who knows Richie's cousin. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, I wonder if, like, maybe Richie's cousin knows someone at Channel 10 and there's a bit of, like, a family, like... Maybe there's something going on there, yeah. ...preferential treatment type of thing going on. It's a little bit hard to say. I don't necessarily want to speculate, but, you know, it's it's all there. Yeah, and this is my other question. Do they advertise to her, like, we want you to be the villain, do you think? Mm. I don't know how that works. Mm. Do they say to to her, look, you're probably not going to win, but we want you to be the villain or, you know, potentially you can win, but you need to uh, cut. Richie likes a really cutthroat girl. Yeah. It's, it's probably something like that. Or, or maybe like, you know, we can't guarantee you'll win, but we, you know, if you play this role for us, if you keep doing this, we'll keep you on the show until like final six or whatever. Yeah. And um, then it's up to you. Exactly. And then like whether her goal is to win or, or just to get a lot of like high profile attention, you know, cause a lot of these people go onto the show just to kind of get media jobs and that sort of thing. Sure. Like, that is a part of it. Um, not to, not to quote Chad or anything, but, um, um, that is definitely a part of the show. So yeah, you've got, you've got to wonder. Yeah. Um, anyway, we should get back to this date because there is a lot to talk about. Let's Um, go on. Yeah. So, so Richie proposes some extra safety gear. So everyone's wearing these big cushioned sumo suits. Oh, um, which is nice. It's the ball date from last season. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, and it's, it's uh, you know, this sequence is it's edited together to make everyone seem really bloodthirsty and vicious. Um, but honestly, it, it really looks like a fair bit of just kind of skating around in circles and falling over. Yeah. Um, and uh, it all comes down to uh, Tolina, Tolina, and, and she clinches it for the blue team, whichever one they were. I, I, didn't, I, I couldn't tell. <laughs> I yeah, no one's sure which team was this, the crushes and which team was bangers and smash. That wasn't really made clear. Mm. But anyway, some of them win. <laughs> some of them win. There are yeah. a few girls who win this date. Yeah. Um, and they're headed to this VIP street party. It's more of a little like street market type of thing. And like, who are the other VIPs there? Uh, well, there aren't any. I think they're VIPs by winning. Um, maybe like camera crew and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Um, but if you're headed to a VIP occasion... I suspect you expect to see some other VIPs there. No? Yeah. I mean, at the very least, Osher Ginsburg, he's right there. He like, is there, and he is the closest thing to a celebrity that they have. No, but I don't think he's at the VIP party. No, like, that's he's exactly probably, right. He's just hanging around on set. But this guy's a legend of the Australian media landscape. He's got a great podcast that I listen to during the week. He's very woke. He's a cool <laughs> dude. I would, I would be thrilled if I was on The Bachelor or Bachelorette just to talk to Osher. 
Like, it would be great. I, I don't care about the Messina flavors, the, the Bachelor-specific flavors that they made, um, <laughs> which, you know, they're there in the background. And, and as far as I could tell, they, they appear to include, like, chocolate and vanilla. Um, <laughs> and, and then there's white wine and jars going around, and I think that's about it for that's the street got, party. That's all you got, yeah. Um, and, and then a bit of chat. Um, but, yeah, where was Osha where was during that? I mean, I don't on. know. I don't know. Really missed opportunity there. Yeah. Well, they could have brought back some previous winners. Where was Sam? And, 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 and on that note, where was Sam? <laughs> uh, where was but, Sam? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> uh, so Richie uh, asks Janie, do you play sports? Um, Janie says, I'm not competitive. I wanted everyone to win. I just think she's sweet, you know? Uh, she is sweet. It's kind of like saturin for me. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like that kind of made me want to vom a bit. Yeah, um, it's over the top. I'll, and it's I'll, like, I'll but that's not you. the kind of personality that I necessarily gel with. Mm, okay, yeah. Um, well, this is also the point where um, Tiffany, um, who I've taken to calling Tiffany Swift, um, <laughs> um, this is where she talks about puking all over all the other girls at the rose ceremony because she's Bomb nervous. Vomit Angel. Uh, that's a right. new song that I'm working on by Tiffany Swift. Um, Wait, it's by Tiffany? Oh, she's going to perform yeah, it. Yeah, Tiffany Swift's going to perform it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, you've got to have a co-writer and I've stuck up my hand uh, for that job. Yeah, I mean, 1989 was all, was all co-written. That's true. Um, yeah, when she lands a career as a, a hit Australian uh, songwriter, that's um, definitely one of the ones that'll be on the album. Oh, Probably awesome. not a single. I think it's an album cut. Sure, it's a deep cut for the fans, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the uh, what's that one where Taylor Swift is like she da 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 on the mattress? Whoa! Oh fuck, I love that song. Better than it's Revenge. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly. like a punk rock song, guys. Yeah, hunt that down. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of homework this week. Sorry, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Talina has a pretty awkward chat with Richie at this point. Yeah, um, she's exposed to be a boring woman. Yeah. Well, she says, she says it's important to open up, but then she kind of refuses to speak about herself. Um, she says if someone can get through her shell, it's beautiful, but then she kind of just bails straight away. Yeah. Um, and one thing I noticed here is that she really looks like she's on something stronger than alcohol. Like she's not making very much eye contact. She seems to be gurning. I wonder if maybe, yeah. there, <laughs> I wonder if maybe there was something in that ice cream. Someone slipped her something. Yeah. Um, but anyway, she's not long for this world. So, you know, sorry, we shouldn't pick on her too much. No, I know. But then like, I don't know. Uh, it is an interesting concept to go on a reality dating show. And then kind of force your like present yourself as the nut to be cracked open, yeah, and not give him so much as a nutcracker. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> nutcracker. Hey, uh, okay. Um, back at the mansion, um, Sophie asks, "Do you think there's going to be drama tonight, Max? Was there any drama?" Uh, look, they tried I, to make some. I feel like they tried to manufacture some, but not that I I really think is worth uh, bringing out. Yeah, I mean, um, one, one thing that came up actually that I thought was interesting, apparently Alex gets the chance to use the white rose again. Yeah, she gets to use it like every bachelor party, right? I guess, yeah. Does this thing just last forever? Because if it's going to be around all season, put that thing in some water, girl. That thing's going to get old. <laughs> um, yeah, she gets a new one every week, I'm pretty sure. I guess that's it, yeah. yeah. Um, Kira's got the shits about it, though. Um she, uh, she, you know, she finds out Megan and Richie share a kiss as well. She goes, "Ew, I don't want sloppy seconds." Um, which at I this guess, point, like sloppy fourths. Well, I guess she didn't catch the Bachelorette last year either. I mean, this yeah. guy's been around a while. Yeah, that's true. Um, and also, we learn that apparently Richie can invite Alex to the White Rose secret spot as well. Yeah. Um, or, or as Alex calls it, the Batch Cave, which I think is fun. That's cute. Yeah. So there really are no rules for this thing, hey. It's no, I think he can just pass. kind of like, yeah, it's just a free pass. I think he just gave it to her in the first episode. I, I mean, it's a really disastrous, like, uh, 
In Survivor, there was a, a thing called a Tyler Perry idol for a little while, which was like something that could be used after the vote. Um, so even if you were voted right. out, yeah. you could use it, and it's like an immunity. Yeah. Um, and this kind of feels similar in that he gave it to her in the very first episode, and it's got long-lasting, far-reaching powers that extend beyond perhaps what the powers of the White Rose should have. Um, it might be something for them to rethink uh, and mm. retool as we continue, because it does seem like it is, um, it's definitely a source of drama, but it's a source of quite repetitive uh, drama. And we've seen this clash between Alex and Kira before, and I don't particularly want to see it again. Yeah, true. It's kind of the same story every time. Um, you know, she's talking about like whether or not she should use it or like, you know, she's going to cop some shit from the other girls. And like, yeah, it's not that interesting. I agree. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we're down to the rose ceremony. Um, it is, uh, it's triple trouble. Um, Richie has just 13 roses to give out. So three girls are going to be sent home. Uh, and yeah, we say goodbye to Janie, Tiffany and Talina on this episode. Ba-bow. Sorry guys. Um, yeah, we kind of talked about this already. Is there anything else we wanted to add here? Mm. Um, no, I just think like Tiffany was a surprise, but if you brand yourself as a vomit angel, mm. you know, you deserve what you get. Janie, it's sad that she's gone, but we've mentioned, you know, uh, I think it's what, good that, that Janie got out of the game early enough that do- it, di- it didn't like totally ruin her like we thought. Yeah, that exactly. Might. Yeah, she like seemed to be gonna okay. ruin Like it's going to ruin Eliza next week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, so she seemed fine. Um, yeah. Tiffany um, seemed to regret her vomit angel comments. Um, she she was talking uh, in an interview with Pop Sugar this week, and she was oh, like, yeah. "Oh, I think that's what got me out. <laughs> like, it really came down <laughs> to that." Which is, uh, you know, that's how it goes. That's how the game's yeah. played. Yeah, you don't have that much time to uh, spend with Richie, and if you spend it talking about Vom in a way that he uh, doesn't respond to, mm. um, which, as we've learned now, he does not. Um, mm. Sucks to be you. Something to learn for the others, you know. Hopefully, that message comes across to them. Yeah, future seasons, um, you've got to have a real like Vom loving Batchy if you want to pursue that course that's what i want from next season Me that's too. what i want, I want to with personality yeah i want oh well yeah i mean that's that's the overarching sort of uh, commentary on this show altogether <laughs> um, but yeah a little more a little more vomit acceptance like it's a natural bodily function guys get over yeah. <laughs> and richie's like goodbye ladies i am sad to see you go this was a hard decision but, but- i have to follow my relationships in my heart. I'm purging you from my system. (laughs) So much vomit. (laughs) Like the vom that you are. Truly, you've all all become angels. (laughs) My vomit. (laughs) But that's pretty much it for that episode. Um, What a, uh, what a Wednesday night it was. Um, And uh, yeah, so we'll just get right on to the next one, right? Yeah, halfway through. Let's keep powering on. All right, so season four, episode four. Osha strolls in. Uh, He's talking about the importance of date cards in an era defined by text message communication. Do you remember that? Fuck this shit. (laughs) Fuck this shit. (laughs) It's so fucking funny. It's It's so nice that Richie has taken the time to personally handwrite you this note. (laughs) I mean, yeah, like, that's that's real actionable, like, advice for the real world. Yeah, and it's amazing that Richie's, like, able to think of all these date cards that are full of double entendres, um, given that we know that his personality (laughs) is as bland as a wet sock. Yeah, that's right. But tomorrow's date, we learn, um, is going to leave them shaken and stirred. Uh, and the uh, the card says that the date is for your eyes only. Wow. So we're going back to the 50s. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, okay. So Faith, um, she's 26. She's a hairdresser from Queensland. I only mentioned that because we've barely talked about her all season. We um, haven't seen her. Yeah, she's really been in the background. Um, yeah. She gets a single date. Uh, it's her first date since the first group date, um, which was the 50s photo shoot. Um, yes. 
And uh, yeah, she can't possibly figure out what the date card might have been alluding to, despite <laughs> the obvious uh, puns. Um, but Richie shows up in a tux on a speedboat, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's all very all very fifties, right, Max? <laughs> in a tux on a speedboat is just like. Uh, there's a nursery rhyme or something in that. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. every mother sits her her daughter down at a at an early age and in a very uh, heteronormative way says, "One day your prince will show up <laughs> That's in right. a tux on a speedboat, uh-huh. uh, you know wearing what? sunglasses, <laughs> um, aviators too." Yeah, totally, of course. Which is completely counterintuitive if you think about it. Aviators are meant for the sky. That's a sky flying sunglass. You yeah, should be wearing submariners. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's something that we'll have to invent for the next season of The Bachelor. They're made out of sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they arrive after that boat trip. They arrive at a little private bar. They drink some rose martinis. Pretty Ooh, cute. Hello. Yep. Um, uh, they mention. They make a point of mentioning that uh, the bartender, whose name is Dennis, is ranked one of the best bartenders in the world. Dennis, a bachelorette, twenty sixteen. Hell, baby. Yes. Um, he does lots of cool Tom Cruise cocktail tricks. Um, it sort of seems like he can't stop. <laughs> Do you notice that, that that scene went on for just a little bit too long? And it was it like just so kept going on for too long, and they were like, "We can't cut away in case something interesting happens." And maybe the dialogue was just a little bit too separated, just a bit thin or something. Yeah, yeah. They were hoping that they could have that on mute while other voiceover stuff was happening, but they didn't really remember to record just, anything or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I like to think he's robotic uh, and somebody put like a $20 note in the machine. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it only takes a dollar to operate him, but he, <laughs> he's just going to be going all night. Um, Richie, yeah. um, Richie asks the, for... Sorry. He's, he's the monkey uh, in the Simpsons episode. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, when Krusty um, disappears. Yeah. Um, so Richie asks for his cocktail to have been shaken um, and also for it not to have been stirred. Wow. And, uh, and Faith is very impressed. Uh, that is, uh, yeah, that's some highly technical terminology. I would go right. as far as to say that's almost jargon. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little deep. Um, I, I don't know what either of their experiences are with bartending. I guess that was maybe just a little joke for Dennis. Bit um, of a show-off move, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe. I He's mean, like, yeah. like, this is a woman who just asked him whether the boat that he arrived on, which was a speedboat, she asked if it was a yacht. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, you don't want to overcomplicate things here with no. technical terminology. This is a, this is, these are new experiences for Faith. She is from Queensland. Maybe she hasn't experienced this stuff before. <laughs> Arts and culture. Yeah. <laughs> the James Bond series of films. Hello to our friends in Queensland. Yeah, we love you. We love you. Got my girlfriend from you. Now we live in Melbourne. Hey, how come we shitting on every state in Australia in our very Australia-specific podcast? Because hey, we were shitting all over Perth last because time. Because fuck you, that's why. <laughs> fuck you, New South Wales living son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Faith and Richie then go for a bit of a swim. Um, they both push each other in. It's pretty cute. Yeah. Um, and they play a little sort of basketball game. Yep. Um, I don't like this though, because Richie Richie's a real bully in this moment. He's doing that real bully move of like holding the ball up above her head where she can't get to it. Yeah, that um, sucks. He's just having such a great time because he's taller than her, and she's like just desperately trying to be a good sport and seem to <laughs> not be like, "Come on, dude! <laughs> like, stop it! Yeah. This is unfair! I want to have fun on this date. Yeah. Give See pat. now, I. Yeah, Richie was weird on this date, but I fucking love Faith. I'm sad that we haven't seen more of her because she seems like a really fun, uh, good sport and a good character. Totally. Yeah, I was really, um, I was really happy to see her in particular on this date. 
Um, yeah. Yeah, and I, I was introduced us to a fun new character who I hope we get to know a bit more before she's eventually booted in favor of Alex or Megan. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I would have liked to see her, like, what was it, 15 siblings? Um, if if oh they had showed up to fill out the team, <laughs> then they would have stood a bit more of a chance against Richie. Yeah, I'd say I so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, they sink a couple of bevies. Um, they're chatting about what they want in relationships. It's, 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 it's a little bit surface level, but they smooch anyway and, and faith gets a rose. So good on you. Um, and I agree. Like, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, like, this is kind of her first chance to actually be on the show. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if, if Richie decides to keep her around and we get to see a bit more of her. Now, this is my question. Mm -hmm. Was it a nice kiss? Yeah. I can't remember Richie making a comment about it. He didn't make a comment. Uh, if you how haven't got are we anything, supposed to know? Well, yeah, if you haven't got anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Maybe he didn't, maybe he didn't enjoy it that much. He was like, oh, that's just to myself. That's like a three or a four. That one. I won't say anything about that one. <clears throat> yeah, throw that one away in the regrets pile. <laughs> no, no, he's into it. He gives her a rose. It's all good. Um, so we move on to the group date um, at, at this point. Um, we mentioned it before, but there's, um, there's seven girls who get picked for the date and they go ballroom dancing in, uh, in Curzon Hall, one of Sydney's most prestigious venues. Uh, um, I wonder if I can get booked there. <laughs> um, sorry, <laughs> that's not a good running joke. Um, Noni points out that uh, she's not a natural ballroom dancer. She says, I twerk. I don't do ballroom dancing. Cool. Um, that's that's like more personality than we've heard from her yet. Like, Look, she's uh, all about female empowerment, and I think it's sick if she wants to twerk if she wants to. Totally. She doesn't have to know how to ballroom dance. Yeah, I agree. Um, um, but, you know, ballroom dancing starts with the same letter as bacon, so she should take to it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, later on, there'll be a dance-off, and the winner will be the belle of a Cinderella ball. Um, so, yeah, sorry, Janie. Um, you missed Goodbye. out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's up to Richie to decide um, who's who's cutting who's cutting original shapes uh, and who's cutting <laughs> new and improved shapes, which are an affront to hardworking Aussie battlers, <laughs> and I will not stand for it any longer. I'll take any opportunity. Um, <laughs> Uh, sorry, <laughs> Eliza. Uh, Eliza <laughs> says, "I felt like I was on the set of Sleeping Beauty. Today was just magic." Um, she was on the set of an animated movie, huh? Um, was she was she drawing? Was she, it's a terrible strain on the animator's wrists. Yeah. Um, uh, was she maybe yeah. in the voiceover booth? I don't understand. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Um, Eliza, do you want to talk about her now? Seeing as this is probably she was featured a little bit later, but this is where she was really started to be prominently introduced as yep, a character in this sure. episode. Yeah, yeah. We heard yeah. from her a lot in episode one. Then she was kind of mute for two episodes, and now all of a sudden we're back at Eliza being hopelessly in love with Richie. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, she. I don't know if it's a particularly strong showing, although she bounced back from episode one reasonably well. I guess maybe she's like cooled off on the drinks a little bit or something. Yeah. Because um, she was getting a little bit carried away. Not necessarily like really trashed or whatever, but just kind of saying some stuff that was easy to pull out of context. Yes. Um, um, whereas this time around, like, I don't know, she's behaving a little bit more like uh, like the rest of them, I guess. I don't know. What, what did you think? I think that she has made herself more uh, editable um, and yeah. less... Uh, Perhaps she realized um, that she was going to get the kooky edit or something like that, you know, in the way that she was being presented um, mm. and has become instead a little bit swoony. Yeah. Um, I don't know what level of self-awareness Eliza has because she sort of like bounced between being the like, I'm the crazy weird one to like, I'm hopelessly in love with you. And perhaps those two things do go uh, kind of hand in hand mm. uh, in the sense that they do both lack a little bit of self-awareness seeing as you are on camera talking about your feelings. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, don't, I just don't know uh, 
I mean, maybe it's maybe it's a lack of self awareness, but on the other hand, it might just be like a, an unwillingness to be put into a box. Like, it's true because <laughs> um, it, it's very easy for producers to to make every character on this show kind of just have one thing. I yes. mean, look at look at Noni. Um, yes. you know, she she's got a, a a personality, and they're not talking about it. Um, sure. just one example. You know, yeah. so um, yeah, it, it could be that she's like she's very self aware, and she's trying not to just be the kooky one, like you said, uh, and and trying to like develop. Uh, but I don't know if that's the right direction. Nobody puts Eliza in a corner of the Bachelor yeah. Mansion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, so anyway, Kira wins the date. She she wins the dance off. Um, she uh, she's she mentioned before she's actually got some experience in ballroom dancing. Um, but also, it seems like she wins it because she's not actually taking it all that seriously. Yeah, um, she's really taking the piss, and all the other girls are really trying to look into his eyes and fall in love. Yeah, which I, I will say, like, there's there's a uh, there's. You know that's not all bad. I think that's yeah. not a that's not a weak move. Um, but you know, straight away she's she's pointing out that she's annoyed that this you know winning this little bit of time with Richie means that she won't be getting a single date. Um, which probably is probably likely. Yeah. Um, which just shut up. Come on, Kira. Yeah. Um, but she gets a big, lovely ball gown to wear. Um, she, uh, you know, Rachel. Rachel says she looks like the Wicked Witch of the West in this ball gown. I personally think she looked a bit more like Cruella Deville. Um, uh. Very like evil glam. Yeah, um, sure. Uh, very uh, almost Josie and the Pussycats, the two thousand and like oh, yeah. seven remake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, is a fucking great movie. Yeah, the H- soundtrack is up. really good. Written by uh, mostly by Adam Schlesinger, who does all the music for um, what's that uh, crazy ex girlfriend, and is also in the band Fountains of Wayne. Yeah, yeah. He did all did all the music for that. Uh, oh, that's yeah. awesome! I didn't know that. I yep, didn't realize. There you go. Yeah, crazy ex girlfriend's fucking great too. We should talk about it's that. It's a great show. Right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So they uh, they head out to a horse drawn carriage, um, which appears to have two drivers for no discernible reason. I don't know why I took a note of that, but don't you quite know. understand. I guess uh, <laughs> one of them's like fame hungry. I was picturing the inner world of the two horse drawn carriage riders <laughs> who were on this one episode of Bachelor. They weren't like father and son, but I like to imagine one of them's like the progeny and is like, oh, please let me show off my skills. Um, they arrive at a, uh, a little garden um, Where a string quartet gives them the opportunity to dance again um, Kira mentions she literally feels like she's in a dream Literally Don't know quite what, how Yep, Bed, Continue. bed, 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 bed um, <sighs> Yes um, So, yeah, what, I mean Oh, she she mentions this is an orchestra. She's come on, yeah. She's she talks about so she gets back to the mansion. Um, she shows off her rose to the girls because she gets one, uh, and she talks about the orchestra that played for her and Richie. Come on, girl, four fucking strings. That's not an orchestra. It's not a fucking orchestra. I got a degree in this shit. I know about Where are that. Your fucking horns, mate. Yeah, talk to me when you got some timpani. Talk to me when you got some <laughs> tune percussion. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. so late Lady Eliza um, suggests that Kira is being ungrateful. Um, because of her comment about not getting a single date, uh, and uh, yeah, this is a this is a real uh, tense moment. Kira storms off. She's saying, "You've offended me." Um, this is probably the height of the drama of this episode. She um, swears quite a bit too. She does. Yeah, um, that's kind of why I didn't take that many notes because it's just all bleeped out. Um, but yeah, this is a this is a real confrontation. Did you did you feel like a particular? Um, sense of pull Like we we interested in this? I found it a little boring Yeah, I was kind of bored by this To be honest with you The thing that I was more interested in Is uh, the way the women reacted To the horse-drawn carriage Yeah um, You know, like uh, Before Richie and Kira went off um, And there was obviously No kiss or no chemistry on this date Because we didn't see them talking at all mm. uh, 
you know, and there wasn't that moment with the actual, you know, where they had a prime opportunity to have a quote-unquote orchestra there yeah. to score a kiss. Totally. Which would have been beautiful and a great opportunity for the producers had it come through, but there obviously just either wasn't much between them. Not or, feeling uh, it, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't feeling it. Um, maybe he had a cold, who knew? Who knows? But like, it was interesting that she was very swept away, as all the girls were, by him being sort of like, I've personally organised some animal cruelty for you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, Um well, I mean, you've got yeah. to remember, you've got to remember, like, there's nothing to do. If you're not on this date, if you're just hanging around the house, they don't have phones, there's no TVs, there's, there's, there's really nothing yeah. going on. They're, like, they're, they're just kind of hanging around waiting for stuff to happen. Apparently, yeah. like, you know, they kind of just sit there staring at the walls and think about Richie and that kind of thing. So if a distraction like this shows up, um, you know, not, non-human life... Um. Uh. You know, they're going to be a little bit taken with it, but yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Like, get the fucking get all those get all that kit off those horses. They don't need yeah. that. Um. And then, like, you know, I guess to to your point about them not having anything to do, I guess that's what makes the controversy kind of a controversy mm. because there isn't anything to do, and Eliza's been festering away for five hours, thinking, "I'm going to confront this girl about this." Yeah, Can on you- the camera. Totally, yeah. And she's like, you know, someone's got to bring Kira down at the notch. And like in the same way that we're frustrated with Kira, um, it just so happens to provoke her even more though. Yeah, yeah. She uh, awakes the angry beast. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pokes the um, Chad bear. <laughs> <laughs> and it's interesting because like during this date, they're back at the house and Eliza's stewing away over this. And the other women are saying things like, you know, Kira can be a real sweetie. She's got a very soft side. Mm. And it's like... If she is those things, why aren't we being shown those things? Yeah. Well, you yeah. Know? I wanted to talk about this too because um, in some interviews that I read this week, there were, there were a couple of people, and, and I forget now, but a couple of the girls from the show have come out to defend Kira. They've been saying like, what you're seeing is about 10% of her personality. And like, yep. you yep. know, she is saying these things and doing these things and having these reactions, but also there's a huge part of her that isn't being shown. And like, obviously we don't mean to say that Kira is a bad person, is like pure evil or anything like that, but it's the storyline that's being conducted, that's being concocted around her that we find like dull yeah it's really boring and she's being portrayed as a crass bully and Mm. you know potentially she's not that but that's what we're being shown and what we're able to judge her on you know on the television show Mm. and uh the way that that is being implemented is very one note yeah yeah um, so there's a couple of bits of drama that continue during the cocktail party. Um, Eliza wants to patch things up with Kira, um, and Kira doesn't give a shit. Um, she says, I may forgive, but I won't forget. Eliza um, should have just left well enough alone. Yeah, I agree. I feel like that's a losing situation. Like, th- there's not much point, really. Um, no. Save your energy. Yep. Um, meanwhile, um, white, white, uh, white privilege, um, that is to say the white rose, <laughs> uh, is, is creating conflict again, um, as it does. Um, Alex, um, who has the white rose, she's playing it cool. She doesn't want to ruffle anyone's feathers, so she doesn't use the white rose. Um, but this time, Richie doesn't pick her out, um, and so she misses her chance to talk to him. Bad decision, babes. Bad decision. Doesn't end up mattering, though, because she's still there at the end of the show. She's so safe. Yeah, she's she's safe as hell. Like He makes her sweat a little bit in the rose ceremony, and it's kind of cute, but... yeah. Uh, also kind of a little bit of uh, revenge, perhaps, and I don't know if I like that. Yeah, um, I, I, it know. might be. It's it's so hard to interpret because it's, it's through so many layers of yeah. like, reality showmanship or whatever, but it might just be his way of saying, like, hey, next time, come talk to me. Like, let's yeah, hang out. Yeah, to, far, to, to fill you in on some context, when he eventually does give her a rose in the rose ceremony, he says, uh, where was that right, white rose tonight? Yeah. And she kind of blushes and goes, oh, um, and who knows what that means. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's not gone. She's not going anyway. She's so safe. Yeah. 
Um, so, but yeah, it's, uh, a couple of people do get sent home. Um, we mentioned before, Sophie and Marja. Um, uh, again, like not that much more to say. Um, Marja confirmed in an interview with news.com.au this week that she has fallen in love outside of the show. She's a yoga teacher in Bondi. Yeah, she yeah. Um, but she's she's in a relationship now, which is cool. Good on you. That's ya. great. Good on her. She was like, I went on the show to find find love, and in a roundabout way, I kind of did. Um, cool. Just not to Richie, so that's cool. Good on you. That's great. She does seem like a, a happy, free spirited person. Well, that's and the thing. That's like great. we we never saw her do anything bad. Like we we didn't see her do much of anything. But yep. like the reason that we picked her as that sort of wifey type or like that you know that good character is like you know. She read well on her description, um, and she never got involved in any of the drama or anything. She didn't, like, pick the wrong side, even. Um, she was just kind of there. Um, yeah, she was just seemed kind of, like, uh, cool and happy and no drama. And yeah. good on her for finding what she found. Yeah, and it really just seems like uh, a failure of, like, the number... Like, the, there's statistically speaking, like, some people are going to be good and go home just because they didn't get to church at uh, any time. Like, yes, with absolutely. Richie. Yep. Um, so that's just the way it goes. Um, yeah, and there's also only so much screen time that people can get. And when you've got Kira, who is so fascinating, yeah. you need to show so much of her. Yep. You know, people like uh, Marja obviously, you know, have to be pushed to the side. Yeah, exactly. Um, for favor of extensive... Uh, repetition uh, in Kira's character development. Yeah, I would say I would argue it's not good for the show to have a character there shitting on everything about it the no, whole time. No, no, no. I don't think it is either. Like, but it, you know, in the same way that it's not good to have uh, a character like Eliza, you know, fawning over Richie the whole the whole time as well, because that's going to end pretty disastrously for her. I think yeah. we both agree. You know, the perfect combination of of that I think was Heather Maltman last season, who was kind of yeah. uh, a little bit realistic about things, yep. but was also. In her own way, thing. kind of getting swept up. That's the thing about this show is like the real relationship. As much as we want to believe in the artifice that's being created, the real relationship begins after the show ends. Like yes. it's the 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 engagement that takes place at the end of a series is basically just an agreement to keep trying uh, yep. and see what your lives are going to work like together outside of the context of this very artificial show. Um, so like, yeah, you can understand somebody like Heather who like made friends with the bachelor Sam, um, and you know, they were getting along great and their personalities really seemed to click together. Um, for whatever reason, Sam didn't pick her, but like, that seems like the appropriate strategy from like a fairly like level-minded perspective. Like logically speaking, that's kind of the way to do it is like build a foundation that then you can like figure out how to have a relationship about, you know? Absolutely. Now we mentioned Sophie, uh, before went home. Uh, she was kind of uh, operating as a bit of a de facto narrator in situations where there was no drama, but she was involved. Yep. Um, you know, we weren't seeing a lot of her, uh, you know, perhaps saying about her own feelings about Richie, but we were seeing a lot of her talking about what was going on in, the, in and around the house. And I'm wondering who is going to assume that role now, because uh, what we've got is uh, an array of uh, blonde women who are serious consent contenders, like Alex mm. and Megan... Uh, and Nikki. Yeah. And then we've got Sasha and Elena who both have uh, accents, accents and come from other countries. Yeah. So yeah. they will not be shown at all. Yeah. Um, you've got Noni who is a, is a possible candidate. Kiki, we haven't heard anything from. And I feel like the, t- the, the time that we start to hear from Kiki and from Georgia, they're both going home. Yeah. So I feel like the, the narrator that we're going to see and the person that we're going to start to hear from a little bit more, um, perhaps Nikki and perhaps Rachel as well. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Um, I, I wanted to say interesting, like on the on the point that you made about Sophie being quite a narrator and being very aware of what's going on outside of her presence in the show and then that sure. relationship. Um, her her like final words to Richie as she said goodbye. Did you catch that? No. She whispers. It's very interesting to me. She whispers into um, Batchy's ear, "Look after Nikki." Which oh, is like, weird. yeah, which is like very specific. It's not like, I hope you find happiness with one of these women or like, you know, I'm sure there are lots of wonderful people here who one of whom it's like, no, um, not only like picking out Nikki, but also saying like, look after her in that yeah, like, really interesting. patriarchal kind of way. Like, I wonder what she means specifically about that. There's got to be something going on behind the scenes that we're not being told about. Sure. Absolutely. Why does Nikki need looking after? Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's something that we can research and uh, keep touching base with. Let's look into it, yeah. She didn't say, like, look after the one who was raised in a cult or whatever. Like, she was like, (laughs) Nikki for some reason. Um, Yeah. Yeah, let's keep an eye on that. Maybe she has a really strong feeling that Nikki's going to win, and it's just like, look after her for all of your years of marriage. Um, But, yeah. Maybe, you know, what I jumped to is maybe she's not going to win, and maybe he or she knows that... uh, but she knows that she's falling in love or yeah. Sophie knows that Nikki's maybe falling in love a bit with Richie. Yeah. Well, maybe Sophie and Nikki just made really good friends. And That's like, true too. You know, so maybe Sophie's looking forward to seeing Nikki after the show ends. And like, in the meantime, like don't fuck her up. Like, yeah. I don't want her to come out of this with like mental scars or whatever. Yeah. I don't want to be broken. Yeah. Um, How interesting. All right. Well, that's hmm. uh, that's the women who have been voted out. Yeah. And that's kind of it. That's the end of the episode. We We're see a little a final what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve women? Uh-huh. Um, so cool. we've, we've cut them in uh, half, I think. We've um, culled half the cast. Yeah. Um, and we see a little preview of next time. Um, Alex gets another single date. Spoilers. Um, but the, I, I, I mentioned that because there's a band, um, which is always fun on this show. Cause it's oh, never, yeah, that's right. It's never a band that you've heard of. Um, Who's the chick that loves Matt Corby? Ah, oh, fuck. I can't remember. I wish I was one still them, staring at it. Yeah, one of them's gone uh, who... Who love Matt Corby a whole lot. Max, might I recommend that you go back and listen to our first episode. Uh, <laughs> find it on iTunes and leave a five-star rating. Um, That's what I'll do. Um, but then we, get, we, see some, uh, we see some fake babies. Um, oh, this is going to be huge. I love this kind of shit. This seems like maybe a twist on... Well, not a twist on, but it seems fun in the same way that... Do you remember in Bachelorette, um, Rich, you know, Richie's season on, on Bachelorette with Sam, when they dressed up as old people? They got all that old people makeup and they like spent the day together at a bingo hall as if they were celebrating their 50th anniversary. Oh, yeah. Um, I like that sort of like make believe like play that. date. Oh, that was great. I mean, that's that's when everyone started giving a shit about Richie, or at least I. That's did. true. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did um, seem like a fun dude for Sam at that point. Yeah, I mean, he was he was playing the character. He was great. Yeah, I, yeah, I he really was really like into that. it. Um, but yeah, hopefully we get to see some of that this time around. Some of these like because I feel like with babies and mums and all this shit, like we're going to be talking about this a lot next week. But like, mm. uh, uh, you know traditional family roles uh, are going to come into it a lot. Um, but hopefully some of them have some fun with it and hopefully Richie's there to have fun with it too. Fingers crossed. Um, also, I think some mini golf's going to go down. I saw a, uh, a club um, in one shot, so that'll be fun. Cool. All right. I'm interested in that. Yes. Hopefully it's not a uh, violence-inducing time. Yeah, that's true. Um, mini golf can be pretty frustrating. But yeah, anyway, uh, look, we'll, we'll leave that yeah. for next time because uh, there's going to be a lot to go into. Heaps. Um, is there anything else you want to touch on? I heard Richie might be pregnant. Um, Richie's prego? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, fuck, thank God for you, you reminded me. Um, yeah, I was in Coles this week, um, just looking at the magazine rack as you do. And I spotted a, uh, an issue of New Weekly, um, 
which uh, among like uh, an ab fab special and uh, Chloe and Kim's race to size zero, um, the, the, the headline is Bachelor Pregnancy Shock. Uh, onset baby drama, Richie's Panic. Um, and yeah, there's pictures of uh, Alex, Kira, and I think Noni um, just kind of looking surprised uh, with a somewhat haggard looking Richie on the front cover. Um, uh, you know, he's obviously freaking out about it, but like, come on, man, celebrate it. Like, this is a great time to be alive. And like, you bring a new person into this world. I think that's beautiful. Onset baby drama kind of uh, makes me think of Alex though, right? Yeah, maybe. She's got a kid. No, she's not going to be pregnant again though. What if someone, they realize someone's pregnant? That's a big scandal. Well, I mean like, I mean like, the uh, you know on onset baby drama I'm guessing is referring to what we're going to see in next week's episode. Oh like, yeah, with the fake babies. But yep. bachelor pregnancy shock. Oh yeah, seems to dispute that. So I don't know. I didn't pick it up and read through it. That's that's on me. Um, that's on you. And I'm we'll not saying there. you guys should track down that magazine <laughs> and buy it either because we haven't got the sponsorship money yet. But you know, do order some menu log uh, and read us on iTunes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, get a sumo, sumo salad sponsorship uh, up in here. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Get um, your sumo salad branded uh, 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 roller derby kit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, there, was another, there was another article that I brought up this week, um, re- uh, which is uh, Roy Morgan Research. It's like a PR research media company, whatever. Yeah. Um, they, they published a study that says real Aussie bachelorettes aren't so into The Bachelor. Um, and uh, I thought it was interesting, like almost half a million Australian women love The Bachelor Australia, including around 160,000 women aged 20 to 34. Looks pretty good for a single guy like me, right, Max? Sure. Um, but look a little more closely. It seems young women who are partnered themselves are twice as likely as single ladies to enjoy watching the show. Um, so that's, that's true. Yeah. I very much enjoy and I mean, you're I've partnered. enjoyed watching. Yeah, yeah, I'm partnered and Georgie and I both enjoy watching this show. Mm. Um, so I guess I'm a minority. Uh, <laughs> um, finally, finally, yeah. the young white male, eighteen to twenty-four, <laughs> yeah. uh, from a privileged yep. uh, middle-class mm-hmm. background. Talk about my in education Sydney. too. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> 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 With the University Bachelor of Arts education mm-hmm. pending coming in November, finally, you're a minority, Xavier. How do yes. you feel? Oh, it's the dream. <laughs> <laughs> it's the dream um, Yeah, still very single So hit me up Find me on uh, Just keep swiping Until you see me on Tinder Yeah, sure <laughs> I'll get going on that um, yeah, Also, thanks. the last thing That I want to bring up yep. So Rachel was the one Who loves Matt Corby Maybe we'll see a bit of that Coming up Oh, great um, And this is the last point That I want to raise And maybe we can leave on this mm-hmm. Richie apparently stinks So what do you mean? Like as a bachelor? No, no, no Like physically has Terrible body odour <laughs> That's great. What's your source on that? Have you sniffed so, him? I think Laura came out of the house and some other women as well who came out and said, yeah, he's cool, but he smells real bad. <laughs> oh, shit. That's pretty uh, bad. Like, yeah. Um, I, wonder like, if it's, I wonder if it's like there's booze going around and like, you know, they're shooting for a long time, so he might not get a chance to shower all the time or whatever. Um, but like if, they, if they're making a point to comment that, you got to think they're a little like, maybe they're a little burned by getting booted out early or something. They're just right. like going for a pretty low blow. They went to the point of saying his body odor was a real mood killer. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I wonder if that'll, that'll come up. Like, I wonder if they'll integrate that into the narrative, like I, maybe towards the end of the show. I, I don't want to say there's there's fated words fuck week, but like, you know, <laughs> if, uh, if we got a stink problem that's killing the mood... Um, you got to think that's gonna that's gonna be a, a story point at some point, right? Wow, yeah, I definitely think that it might come up. Um, so we've got to keep an eye on that. Um, yeah, keep a man, nose on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got your smell vision set up? 
Yeah, you know, I do. I've really got to invest in one of those. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so that's kind of that's kind of the only thing that I wanted to bring up. Richie apparently smells real bad. Yeah. Um, and like he's around water so much, and I just I don't understand how it's possible. Yeah. But, I mean, um, so are fish, and they they can smell pretty bad. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he's just like disastrously unhygienic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that. that's yeah. That's a nice note to leave it on. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for listening again. Um, it's uh, it's going really well. I've been getting a lot of good feedback from people. Um, oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, a lot of people who like never listen to any of my other podcasts are listening to this one, and I, I really want to thank those people for checking this out. Hello. Um, hello. Yeah. Hi. Um, and and to some people who have been giving us like nice attention on Twitter and Facebook and uh, and iTunes reviews and stuff. I don't think we want to read those out on air necessarily, but like it's no. really great. It's now's the time to do that because if we can get onto like new and noteworthy on the iTunes store and stuff like that, there'll be all sorts of people listening. Um, and I did want to clarify as well because there seems to have been some confusion. Um, I was checking out the ratings that we've got on iTunes, Max. I don't know if you've seen these. Oh yeah, um, a lot of good five star reviews there. One person really hates our show. Oh really? Uh, one I person seen gave that. us yeah. One person gave us a one star review. What was the um? What was the comment? Um, see, if there was a comment, maybe we could maybe we could help and, and please that person. But th- there wasn't. They didn't leave a review, so we don't know what the problem was. Um, so you know, just thought I would clarify that uh, reviewing on iTunes is good. Giving a five star review, th- do that. Don't not do that. Yeah. Thanks. Um, if you want to give us a one star review, uh, just send it to at Max Queen on Twitter <laughs> instead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, do what you want. I don't care. <laughs> just give him some love. Um, um, anyway, yeah, um, um, that's, that's going to do it, I think. Um, oh, cool. I, I, I mentioned we are here to make friends. Um, so, so please keep in touch, um, on Twitter at B O H pod short for bachelor of hearts podcast. Um, and, uh, and yeah, uh, that's, that's probably it. Let's, uh, let's please take some time now to say goodbye. Um, uh, I'm Xavier Betsky Noonan. Hello. My name is Max Quinn. This <laughs> and is, welcome uh, the bachelor to, of <laughs> <laughs> uh, and as always, we wish you all the best. Do we? (laughs) Most of you, except that fucking one star review. Okay, see you next uh, time. As always, we goodbye. Yeah, forever and (laughs) until next time. Bye. All right.